Those of us, uh, those of you who joined us last week were probably amazed as I was by some of the latest research in the field of UFOs. There is so much to talk about, however, we were unable to fit it all into one program. So my guest again this week is UFO researcher, former state senate candidate and uh, award-winning pilot John Lear. Mr. Lear, nice to have you here again. Always a pleasure to be here, George. Um, to begin with, uh, we have this concept of the people from other planets as little green men. Um, are they green from what you know? Uh, are they all the same or we got different kinds of them? George, there's at least 70 different species and probably more. But yes, uh, as odd as it sounds, there are little green men. That's not the ones we usually see though. We see the little gray ones that are about uh, four and a half feet tall. We see the ones that uh, are called the Nordics. They're about seven feet tall, look like us, but they're invariably blonde hair and blue eyed. They're one of the species that we have on ice. Uh, one of their crashes we recovered. Obviously, with different species, they have different motives. I mean, are there are there good aliens and bad aliens? Good aliens what you and know? bad aliens, and all kinds of ways and reasons for interacting with us. And what are some of the reasons? Why why would they be? Uh, genetic experiments, uh, trying to uh, there, you know, there's a misconception here. People think that uh, our space brothers would bring us uh, you know good things and uh, teach us uh, how to get rid of all our diseases and. Uh, you know, if you get to, if you stop and think about it, that may not be the best thing because if you uh, had a, had a uh, society without any disease and everybody starts living 150 years, that creates a lot of problems. So uh, they would not meddle in that in that way. You believe uh, in part that the movies uh, E.T., Close Encounters of the Third Kind, were not entirely just uh, the creative products of some Hollywood director, that maybe there's more to that. Why don't you explain? They were carefully um, guided by representatives from MJ-12, who is this organization that is in charge of the cover-up, in order to get us ready for the release of the information that there are indeed aliens. And uh, in both those movies, they used small little creatures and uh, in order to get us ready for this release of information. So to prepare us that the idea of benevolent aliens from outer space are uh, going to help us out. Unfortunately, uh, they're, not, they're, they're not so benevolent. So they made a, probably one of the most disastrous mistakes when uh, E.T. was uh, put out. At that time was before we uh, discovered what I call the double cross uh, or the grand deception. And uh, they were trying to get us used to the benevolent little creatures. And, uh, but that isn't the case. Uh, why don't you take a couple of minutes? Now, you've done a, as much research on, on UFOs as just about anyone, I'd imagine. And if you haven't done it, you know people who have. Where did it all start? And uh, how have we put this picture together of, of where they came from and why they're here? Well, the whole thing started in uh, July 2nd, 1947. That was the first crash. First uh, crash of an alien spaceship. Of an alien uh, spaceship. July 6th is when they recovered it and sent it to Wright-Patterson Air Force Base. July 7th is when they held a press conference and told the people it was a weather balloon, which the press bought for climate sinker. Uh, September of that year, President Truman established MJ-12, and the purpose of that was to study the saucers and cover up the existence of, of the UFOs. And you say we recovered alien bodies from that incident? Four from that particular crash. And what'd they do with them? They autopsied them. Uh, Dr. Detlef Bronk was the uh, chief uh, 
uh, surgeon, so to speak. He was the one that named them EVEs. And it stands for Extraterrestrial Biological Entities. Uh, and uh, we captured three live EVEs. EVE there, they were uh, numbered in their order of capture. EVE-1, EVE-2, and EVE-3. Where did we capture, where did this happen? Uh, in, in different crashes. EVE-1 lived with an Air Force Colonel between 1949 and 1952. Uh, he was good, the EVEs are kept in an electromagnetic facility called a YY-2. Uh, it was designed by a Dr. Eric Wang, who worked directly for Dr. Kissinger, who has been in this cover-up since the very beginning. The reason they had to create an electromagnetic facility is the fact that the EBEs are so advanced, they're, they're at least a half a billion years advanced from us, and probably more, they can move by thought. Move by thought. thought. And they can also disappear. But they can't move by thought through electromagnetic facilities, so they built this facility. There was two, one in Los Alamos, and one either Edwards or up in the Green Lake, Nevada. Green Lake. Now there's still one EBE uh, still living, uh, EBE 3, and there was a videotape that eventually is going to be released to the public, and it's an interview with it. As hard as that may uh, sound, uh, as hard as that may uh, be to believe, there is a videotape of an interview with EBE 3. And what is this language that they're, the interviewer is I haven't seen the tape, so I don't know. But uh, on this trip I told you, I took uh, gathering all this information, a guy in Albuquerque handed me 25 secret CIA memos. And if anything can be humorous in all of this, one of these memos in the body of the text, it said, by the way, EVE-3 wants to see the ocean. You better make the arrangements or he'll disappear again. So while he couldn't get out of this facility, he could make himself disappear and cause him a lot of trouble. They, now, can they exist among us? Is that what you're saying? Or do they have to have a special environment? They have a special environment, there? special air. It's my understanding it only lasts about 20 minutes in this area. You were saying also these gray ones are the ones that we see most of the time, and you said that most of uh, that there are a lot of different motives for them being here. The gray ones. Uh, what kind of a deal we got going with them? Is that, uh, is that the bunch that you su suggest we've made a deal with for military technology? I think we made a deal with them. Their ultimate, what they want to do is regenerate their own Apparently, they're either they've either had some kind of nuclear accident or they're on the backside of a evolutionary genetic curve and they're going downhill instead of up here. In other words, in the autopsies, of which I have two, we found out that their digestive system is atrophied. They don't, they can't eat through their mouth anymore. You know how they eat? Well, they, these cattle mutilations, they take the uh, hormones and the enzymes from those cattle and they spread it on their skin. And their skin absorbs the nutrients and then excretes the waste back to their skin. And if you read uh, Whitley Stevens' book or listen to him talk, he talks about when we've seen them uh, doing this to their skin. Now, these cattle mutilations, there's been a film made about that, and perhaps in a couple of minutes we can take a look at uh, some excerpts of that. Yeah, Strange Harvest was a, was a good one, but uh, another thing that happened here on March 4th, there was a documentary released on uh, the best UFO photos we've taken so far, including a minute and 38 seconds of video. Now, what happened in November, this guy took these photos, took it into the TV station, and he thought it was great, but nobody would believe it. So they spent three months um, checking the validity of the, uh, checking the, uh, uh, authenticating the video game and checking out the credibility of the witness. And then they had it all down and put out this documentary, 30 minutes, I mean it's ironclad. They're here. But do you think it got on the network? No. They just showed locally and We have some of that and perhaps when we come back we can take a look at it. So stay with us for more along the record.
lifting the face up to the back. That's a nervous and I can't relax. Can't sleep, bed on fire. Don't touch me, I'm a real live wire.
day. Present time. <laughs> I'm in this game trying to do things. Coaching cocaine with the chicken wings. Now I'm getting lonely. Walls can't take it from me. Jealous of my swag and they can't be my homie. Cocaine's the culture, so I'm gonna move it. Sell it out quickly. Ain't nothing to it. Touching work as I'm all invincible. I can't fall asleep in this game. Got me standing too close tall. Cash ain't nothing when you're stacking it like this. Haters are mad cause their money coming slow. Not quick. They mad cause of my licks. Top money got me like this. They mad cause of my licks, top money got me like this They mad cause of my licks, top money got me like this And I'm living in this thing, and the money's getting simple You just hold me cause of the cash and the temple Cash is everywhere, and I'm feeling like a bank branch When it's so major that I ought to buy a wind stamp And it's gonna get me cause they heard that I'm shining Every day's all play, no work, just reclining the money that I'm seeing coming dollars and euros got me feeling European. They mad cause of my licks, top money got me like this. They mad cause of my licks, top money got me like this. They mad cause of my licks, top money got me like this. These haters knew me. And now they jealous of me cause bad chicks pursue me I hit a R.E. nigga now I'm hitting stains It's a trip, all the things top cash brain And now the cash chase me But I'm rushing a thug